Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! Yes. I know the human being and science can just peacefully. This was their finest. Guys, welcome to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan. I'm Sean. And one of the things, I don't want to steal your thunder actually. Sean, what are we doing today? Yeah, okay. So it occurred to me that people listening to the show, and maybe a lot of people who aren't listening to the show. Maybe me. Uh, <laughs> <might> <laughs> Some people have, participating in this show. Sure. You might not have a very good feel for like how big or small things are in the world of biology. Yeah, I think this kind of came up in one of the last couple episodes, right? Where it's like, really though, how fucking big is like a protein? Yeah, and especially in cell biology... There's a lot of physical rules about the world, about, you know, things bumping into each other that we get on our scale. Right. But when it comes to proteins and molecules and cells, it gets kind of abstract and sort of hard to imagine what that looks like. Right. You kind of forget that, like, they're real physical things. Yeah, this is where you wish Osmosis Jones was more like a Marvel-style cinematic universe, sure. right? Because that could really elucidate a lot of these issues. Yeah, yeah, well, we, we got Ant-Man, and he shrinks down for you know, true. a little bit of time. You get to see some tardigrades and shit. We need a spinoff where he just does magic school bus shit. Sure. You know, just like Paul Rudd as, like, magic school man. He's just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm digging that. That sounds good. <laughs> All right, well, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, so basically, this episode is going to be about what things look like down at the size of inside of a cell. Right. And so we're gonna be we're gonna be shrinking down together, and then you and I we're gonna talk everybody through it. Okay, cool. I feel like in like a classic Carl Sagany kind of thing, because we're about to do like a powers of ten sort of thing. Mm -hmm. You'd have some really cool music right here. You'd be like. Something, I don't know. <laughs> kind of Venture Brother vibes. Okay, so... Well, anyway, so... Uh, you know, are amped up right now. So, so we're humans. I'm 5'8". Sean is is 5'11". He's, he's, he's a lot taller than me. <laughs> a little bit taller than you. Especially now that I'm all like a hunchback. I was talking to some people that I'm like the hunch-ass in Notre Dame. Because like, I got a bigger left butt. Then my oh. right cheek. Wait, why and are so, your cheeks different? Uh, I noticed that I just like kind of getting out of bed. I like work my left ass when I'm kind of getting out of bed. Oh. You know, I've noticed that when I lift stuff, I'm like kind of in this like sexy Myron discus thrower position a lot of the oh. time. And it emphasizes the left cheek. Do some squats. Uh, Do some like right butt focused squats. I don't like you coming at me like that. I'm just <laughs> telling saying, me to exercise. You you have a nice butt, but you can you know you can take it to the next level. Okay, but let's imagine. So we're humans of normal human height. You're slightly more. Yeah, sure. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to shrink down. Okay. <laughs> right. We're going to shrink down to the size of a cat. Okay. And then the size of a mouse, All an right. ant, a flea. Right. We're getting smaller and smaller. Okay. 
And then we're going to go even smaller. Okay. Deeper and deeper. <laughs> cool, <laughs> so sexy. To the size of a tardigrade. Okay. Right? Now, we're so small, you can't see it with your naked eye. Okay. We're the size of a cell, a bacteria, a virus. All right. But then now, we're going even smaller. Okay. All the way down until you're the size of a protein. And you're sitting inside of a cell. Okay? Awesome. All right. So we're really small now. Super small. And why don't we kind of set up our environment on kind of a topical note? Okay. okay Let's cool. start with SARS-CoV-2, the coronavirus. Okay. So I'm COVID. No. And what does it look like? You're a protein oh, sitting uh, oh. inside of COVID. I've lost the thread. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This okay. entire time, we're going to stick to being the size of a protein. Okay. Cool. You're sitting inside of COVID and it's kind of like you're sitting inside of a one bedroom apartment. Okay, so that's like, so pretty small then. COVID must be pretty small because I'm like pretty big in my one bedroom apartment. Yeah. And I mean, that's like, you have to understand a one bedroom apartment, not super gigantic. Right. But also there's space inside of a one bedroom apartment. Right. What I want you to realize. Not, not mine in Korea, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they like slotted me with Ajuma and Ajishi just like file by file. Yeah. So smaller one bedroom apartments or studio apartments would probably be different kinds of viruses. We were all just a bunch of kimchi fermenting in the same pot, dude. <laughs> the bad. coronavirus is like a relatively large virus. Okay, cool. So um, it's like, it's not the kind of LA apartment a lot of my friends have lived in. It's like a St. Louis apartment. It's a spacious one bedroom. It's okay, a spacious cool. one bedroom. Very but sexy. you have to understand also, like when we're sitting down in our apartments, a lot of the space is air. Yeah. Right? That's not really what is going on in these biology situations. Okay? When you're a protein, a protein is, well, we're all collections of atoms, but a protein is not that many atoms. It's not right. that much bigger than an atom. It's like eight or something, right? Or like... <laughs> it's much more than that, but... Uh, okay. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Making me look like an asshole. Well, okay, so the kind of protein that I'm pretending we are right now yes. would be 43,000 Daltons. Okay. And a Dalton is the weight of a hydrogen atom. Okay, cool. So 43,000 hydrogen weights Okay, is how much we weigh as our little protein guys. But to give you some frame of reference, a water molecule, when we are this size, yeah. a water molecule would look like something between a grape and a coffee bean. Okay, cool. So in my hand is a grape. That's the difference between a protein and a water molecule. Yeah. Okay, cool. And those water molecules would be everywhere that there's space. Right. Okay, so you're sitting in your one-bedroom apartment. If there's air around, instead of air, you'd be having a shitload of grapes everywhere. Right. It would be like you're in like a ball pit or yes, something. Yes, exactly like yeah. a ball pit, which that'll be important a little bit later, actually. Yay! <laughs> you did it, buddy. <laughs> Um, so inside of the virus that we're hanging out in this one bedroom apartment, it's typically chock full of its RNA genome. Okay, cool. Right. So in the case of coronavirus, its genome is made up of RNA, not DNA like ours. Right. And you kind of need to imagine RNA as like a thick rope. Right. Okay. Like a foot in diameter. Right. Thick ass rope. Like, right. You know, I'd, Maybe they use it on cargo ships or something. Right, like, sure, sure, sure. giant sure. rope. Rope whales. Yeah, and not only is it pretty thick, but also we're talking two miles of it. Okay. Somehow shoved into your one-bedroom apartment. Is that, is that possible? It is, kind of. Okay, cool. So You, you end up needing to really kind of clear really, it up. It's really yeah. densely packed in there. But you can do it. So you have all these little balls, like water molecules, but you're also like... 
With a lot of rope. <laughs> yeah, like the water molecules are going to be taking up any space that isn't taken up with rope. Right. But kind of the whole point of viruses, the interior of viruses is pretty much packed as tightly as possible with their genetic material. Right. They really don't leave very much extra space. Okay. So you'd be sitting on a couch, but then pretty much everything else in your apartment would be this rope. Right. With, like, some coffee beans here and there to fill up any space that's left. Some wine bottles in my room. Uh, yeah, I don't know about coffee cups. <laughs> Just tears. Those are the salt, water molecules. I have salty water molecules. <laughs> hey, what does salt water look like on a molecular level? So salt is sodium and chloride, right. those two ions. And those two ions are relatively big. So they would kind of look, I would say similar-ish in size. Water molecules, it's nice to compare them to coffee beans because they're not perfectly spherical or anything like that. Yeah. Right? They kind of have a shape to them like coffee beans do. Whereas the sodium and chloride would be more like kind of spherical balls. Okay. But all pretty similar in size. Yeah. I want to know on a molecular level the shape of my tears. Yeah. Which sounds to me like, you know, like a late 80s song. Mm. The shape of my tears. Yeah. The shape, shape of my tears. Sounds like a Sting song. Yeah, I, I Did think... Sting actually just do that song? No, his, his was called Shape of My Heart. Oh, which is like so way more close. Cli- <laughs> so cliche, you know? Yeah. So uh, let's keep going. My heart is filled with tears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mine's blood. <laughs> Mine is bloody. <laughs> One thing that I want to say is I picked a pretty particular size... For the protein that we are. It's, right. It's like a kind of average protein size, 43 kilodaltons. But proteins can vary a lot in size. More so than adult humans do. So, like, right. if you imagine, like, the biggest adult human you can. Right. And then the smallest adult human you can. Right. There's more variation in protein sizes than between you and any other person. I mean, can you give me, like, a quick visual comparison? Like, the smallest protein is what? Like... I'll just go with Peter Dinklage. So, like, there's the smallest protein, like Peter Dinklage, and the biggest protein is, like, Big Friendly Giant from Raw Doll or something? Uh, maybe if you did that, but instead of P-Dink, you did, um, like a baby. Okay, so baby to some big-ass giant. Yeah. That's the difference in proteins. Yeah, yeah. Right, and okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that works out. How many, how many Daltons is, like, me? So like, an oogly-boogly Dalton? Like, how many, how many Daltons would that be? That's a lot of Daltons, right? Holy shit, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have any... They stop measuring it in Daltons at a certain point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really do. That's, that's why you and I are measured in kilograms and not Daltons. I measure it in, like, what's above kilo? <laughs> My metric failed me. Megagrams. Megagrams, baby. Gigagrams. Very brave. Okay, I measured in MGMT. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> we usually go to tons, I think, above. above ah, kilograms. okay, yeah. Metric tons. Okay, so... That's the world of being inside of a virus. Something like a one-bedroom apartment with a shitload of rope. Okay, cool. Now, let's take a step and move it on up to bacteria size. Okay, so we're out of COVID. We're inside of bacteria now. Let's take a break, and then we'll do bacteria. Okay. My name is Jimmy Coconuts, and if you're like me, you love coconuts. But you've always wondered... How can I make them spicy? Well, luckily for you, I've taken the world's spiciest pepper, Carolina Reaper, and spliced it with coconuts to make the first hot coconut, the Coco Reaper! So come on down to Jimmy Coconut's Coconut Emporium 
in sunny COVID plagued Orange County to get 50% off spicy cocoa reapers, 25% off super hot little cocoa habaneros, and even 75% off cocoa naga peppers imported straight from the mystic Himalaya mountains. All these babies will burn the top right off of your mouth! Look, guys, we all know the dirty little secret. 2021 is going to be just as bad as 2020. The demarcation of time does reflect natural forces like the seasons. But in the socio-political sweep of things, in terms of the pandemic, the changing of the year is as meaningless as our future little lives. What a mercy to only live once in this cruel world. So say fuck it, and burn your tongue off with our new Coco Reapers! Yay! So, Joe Biden forgave my student debt. Nice. Now I'm in a bigger situation. Oh. I've upgraded from COVID to bacteria. <laughs> How much bigger of a space do I have now? <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> you would be living in a big shopping mall. Sweet, dude. You know, and you know, there's a lot available right now. <laughs> like, that's probably more possible than we'd like to admit. Okay, so you are still protein sized. Okay, yes. One thing you'd notice sitting inside of this big shopping mall is a lot of SUV sized things and a lot of empty Julius Caesars. <laughs> Orange Julius. Orange Julius. Yeah. Thank you, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, and just like pretty girls wondering, being like, like hot dog? No, no, dog on a stick. Do- dog damn. on a stick? Man, dog. you are. <laughs> you're, you're hitting all of these on the second try, though, so that's good. There well, used like, to be a place called KB Toys. Do you remember that back in the kinda, day? Kind of, yeah. They had toys. Yeah. There wasn't much else to that story. The thing about the mall is that, like, you know, the mall is like a kind of funhouse, askance view of normal capitalism. Mm-hmm. And so now that malls have died off, all the names are fucking confusing, right? Like, dog on a stick. That's a weird... Hot dog. It's hot dog on a stick. Oh, it is? Yeah. Ah! Ah! Orange Julius is a fucked up thing, dude. It shouldn't even called Orange Juice on a cup. (laughs) Right? Name things what they are. There's there's, there's that mall over there where the the (laughs) Ely is. Oh, yeah, sure. The Westfield Mall where, like, all the Trump people have their protests. Yes. It's a Beverly Hills problem. (laughs) All right. So here's the thing. You would see a bunch of SUV-sized things in the mall. Yes. Those are basically ribosomes. Okay, cool. Ribobobos is what I call them. Whoa. Yeah, because I I know them. How odd. I'm familiar. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) ribosomes are things that take mRNA and then make protein based off the instructions. Right. right? They're kind of like little happy factories where you have little happy kids to make, you know, happy things for consumers. Wow. Right? Is that like Santa's workshop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Santa's workshop Santa's is workshop. a ribosome. It's sourced in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. So like we had mentioned at the kind of outset of this, yeah. we went from a one bedroom apartment moving on up yeah. to a big shopping mall. Cute. And by big shopping mall, I mean like several floors. Right. It's got several department stores. There's a boarded up movie theater. Yes. There's a lot of signs around it that are like, run! <laughs> run if you can! Yeah. So yeah. that level of big. Okay, cool. Okay. And we do need some of that space because now we need to fit 290 miles of that rope. Man, there's a lot of rope in <laughs> yeah. these cells, dude. In this case, it's DNA. Yeah. So it's kind of like two of those 
big ass ropes right. coiled together, right? Because right. DNA is double stranded and right. RNA is single stranded. I mean, this kind of speaks to the fact that like unraveling a protein or DNA or RNA changes how you can express it, right? Like the shape of these things matters a lot. Yeah. It's like if they're not coiled up, like all sorts of wacky stuff starts to happen, right? Like, and they maybe they can't be read or something, right? Yeah. Well, so so in the case of most DNA stuff, when it's coiled up, that's when you can't read it. Right. And then you got to like, bloop, bloop, bloop. and you need to kind of uncoil parts of it or something like that to be able to get access. To all right. It. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, usually, usually you do need to condense it at some point to get it to fit into places. Sexy. We'll talk about that a lot once the nucleus rolls around. Yeah. But let's finish up bacteria first. Okay, sexy. So you have a ton of this DNA that you need to fit in there. But aside from that rope, you're also going to be seeing plenty of SUV ribosomes hanging out. Okay. You're going to see plenty of other people hanging out at the mall. Right. right? Other proteins. And there's going to be plenty of little things like lipids and carbohydrates. All of those guys are going to look like cookie size to you or so. Yeah, carbohydrate would be like a cookie, right? Like Mrs. Fields or something. Yeah, like yeah, Mrs. Okay. Fields. Okay. And lipids would be like a bucket of lard that you could get at like KFC or something. <laughs> Yeah, I, not as big as that, though. Yeah, the like individual little, lipids are a little yeah, bit Yeah, this is like though. after Gavin Newsom regulation, so you can only sell like little cups of lard now. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Thanks, Newsom. <laughs> um, but still, you're going to have all of those grape, marble, coffee bean-sized water molecules bumping into each other all over the place. Very cool. Right? So there's still plenty of that going on. Coffee bean, am I right? It's like coffee bean. Come on. God. Like, whatever. <laughs> you are, <laughs> you're make going way, Make room blown, for Tom and Toms. You know what I'm saying? Full-blown capitalism right now. <laughs> okay. So, one-bedroom apartment to big shopping mall. Okay, but uh, but I'm moving on up, Sean. Yes. All right. I'm, I'm like Shadow Adelson. I'm dead. Wow. No, but I'm like, I'm, I got some money. I want to buy a whole city. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure. Where or, am I living now? Yes. You're moving up into a human cell. Oh. And yeah, we, we gotta we gotta get much, much bigger. So human cells are a lot of different sizes, actually. Right. There's not just one sized human cell. Except for me. Mm, what? I'm a I'm a I'm like a I'm like Gattaca, dude. I'm like a new prototype human of what like the fuck does that prefab mean? cells all the same size. That, that means I use 50% less energy. What? That means all the panics. <laughs> all the panics rest I eat goes straight to my fucking brain, dude. And I can imagine. I imagine all of the worlds. God, I hope something's going to that brain. I'm like a Mentac from Dune, bro. I'm like a fucking transponder. Wait, no. What? <laughs> Navigator. Oh. Yeah, dude. That's because of Fuck. all my cells being the same size. Very compact energy requirements. So that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> my nucleus is the same size as my epithelial cells. Holy shit, Not what? Not nucleus, uh, neuron. <laughs> okay, fuck. Anyway, so what I was talking about, though, okay, yeah. the kind of cell that I've been using for the number crunching I did for this episode yes. is a human cheek epithelial cell. Okay, I so, got really fucking fat ones, dude. This whole cheek is one cell, dude. What? This is one cell. Oh, 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 and, and you, sometimes do you slice it off and, and, you know, cook it up like a nice guanciale? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm talking about are the cheek cells that are on the inside of your cheek. Oh, okay. Sometimes when people are in school, they might do an experiment with a microscope where they 
take a little like wooden spatula and, you and do swap a little your friend's mouth. Yeah. And then you eat it in front of them. Well, <laughs> you go, ah! That's the second part of the year. Now I'm having your baby! The first part is you do a little scrape, and then you put it on a slide, and you look right. under the microscope. Okay, right. So those are the kinds of human cells that we're talking about, and they're about moderate-sized. Okay, cool. There are some bigger, and then there are some much smaller. Right. But in any case, we're inside of that cell now. All right. And one of the things about eukaryotic cells, that's the kind of cells we got, is that there's different compartments and shit. Okay. Okay, it's not just one area. You have, like, uh, kind of, like, different rooms or zones, and one of those is the nucleus. Cool. Usually the biggest and most noticeable. Right. Okay, so let's say we're inside the nucleus chilling. Okay. We're a protein. The nucleus is like a moderate-sized city. All right, so when we're in a bacteria, we're in a big shopping mall. Yep. When we're a protein and we're in a nucleus, we're in, like, Modesto. Yeah, or like Torrance, California. So okay. a, a place that's about 24 square miles. Okay, okay. That's the size of a nucleus in a cell. Okay, cool. When we're a protein. So one thing, that is bigger than a bacterial cell. Right. The bacterial cell I was talking about was E. coli. Yeah. The nucleus of most human cells is bigger than bacteria. Okay, and again, that's just the nucleus. We're not even talking about the outer exurbs that compose the rest of the cell. Right, exactly. And when we're using this comparison, it's like, oh, a protein in a nucleus is like us in a moderate-sized city. Yeah. I don't mean a small city, okay? Like, I live in Culver City. Culver City is five square miles that's or so. That's a punk bitch-ass city. That's too small. It's too small. Yeah, that's like a fifth of the size of what I'm they talking about. They kicked me out, Sean, because they couldn't contain me! It's what? too small and too big a fish! Oh, I see. It's too small a pond, Culver City! I had to get out. All right. Now, now you're in Gardena? Now I'm in Gardena. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the nucleus is where our DNA hangs out. Yeah. Along with plenty of proteins, salts, water, RNA getting made. Cool. Okay. The amount of DNA we're talking about would be 380,000 miles of rope. Okay, a lot of rope. Coiled up and packed into this medium-sized city that we're in. Cool. Okay. Okay. But let's say you pop on out of that nucleus. Now you're hanging out in the cytosol right. of the whole cell. Okay, cool. Right? And now you're in a somewhat small county, like Orange County or Alameda County. Right. Or you're in a city that's very, very big, like Jacksonville, Florida. I didn't know it was a big city, actually. Jacksonville, Florida, in terms of square mileage, is yeah. one of the largest cities in the United States. Named after Andrew Jackson. Do you know that Andrew Jackson took Florida around 1819... Because, like, some Native Americans he was hunting, like, went to Florida, which was Spanish at the time. And Spanish were like, you can't come in here and arrest them. And he was like, fuck you. And he, like, just invaded. And then the Secretary of State, I think Monroe at the time. Uh, no, John Quincy Adams. He was like, ah! <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, figure that out real quick. And so they just, like, annexed Florida. <laughs> Ex post facto. Uh, it was mad awkward. And then they're like, man, Andrew Jackson, he's a crazy guy. Good thing he's not president. And it, like, really didn't work out. Okay, so in just Jacksonville, Florida, very big. That's like a city. A huge city. Yeah, so, well, so, okay, so it is a city, <laughs> but that's yes. like a that's like a fat cell. Yes. Our entire cell is either like a huge city or like a kind of small county. Okay, cool. And you are just a single protein. Right. Okay. And so, you know, there's still plenty of SUV-sized ribosomes hanging out. There's a bunch of other protein people. Yeah. There's some much shorter ropes of mRNA right. hanging out. And then there's other organelles. You might remember them from high school biology class, things like the endoplasmic reticulum yeah. and the Golgi apparatus yeah. and mitochondria. Yeah. And all of those things are things ranging from about shopping mall size 
in the case of maybe something like a lysosome, yeah. to things that are like small city size. Like endoplasmic reticulum? Yeah. That's a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. It is a pretty big boy. And then you'll also see that there's a lot of these cytoskeletal pipes that are kind of as wide as roads, and they're just like running all across the cell. Okay, very cool. To try to help transport things. Okay. And directing how transport works, the presence of these roads, is pretty important. Because sometimes you need to move stuff across the cell. And we just talked about how big a space this is, right? Like, it's like a fucking entire county, and you're just you-sized. Right. And on top of all that, you don't have a brain. Like, you have a brain. But proteins don't have a brain. But they're sentient. No. They have a soul. No. Okay, whatever. Keep going. I'm not not with you no more. (laughs) But okay, okay, so they don't have a brain. Right, so like they can't problem solve their way to figuring out the best way to get across a cell. Sure, they're just kind of derp derping into each other, right? Right, and so how to make things happen at a reasonable time scale is a big issue in cell biology. Well, let's take a break. Yep. And then time, time. We're going to go into time. Sounds good. Time. (laughs) The following is an actual advertisement. Do you like plants? Like really, really like them? Do you wish you could get a glimpse at how they work on the inside, how they grow, flower, avoid problems like drought and heat, and how they defend themselves against attacks? Well, we do too. That's why we at Plants and Pipettes explore the fascinating inner workings of plant molecular biology in our podcast and on our blog. Did you know that bumblebees can control the flowering time of plants by gently biting on them? Or that soap bubbles are great for plant pollination? We are Tegan and Yoram, two plant scientists who escaped the lab to bring you the hot new research without all the scientific jargon. Plus, we talk about topics of diversity and equality in the academic system. And bring fun science facts from the last week. Oh, and we talk about cats. And sometimes also we rant. You can read our stuff on plantsandpipettes.com or search for Plants and Pipettes in your favorite podcast app. Plants and Pipettes, we We talk talk plant plant science. science. So, Sean, tell me about time on the cellular level. How do we get our fucking responses fast enough? Yeah, okay. So, first, let's talk about how things move on a cellular level. Like a protein, like us, okay? Yeah. There's this thing called Brownian motion. And what Brownian motion is describing is the random movement of particles that are getting, like, jiggled around. Very cool. Okay. It kind of reminds me of, you know, like a ball pit. And, like, maybe it's shaking or something like that. And the balls are all just kind of, like, moving around and hitting each other. Right. Heat is what gives energy to all of the stuff inside of the cell. They all have some of this kinetic energy. And they're all jiggling around and bumping into each other. Okay. And so you, sitting in a cell or standing in a cell, you would be constantly getting bumped up against by coffee beans or right. water molecules. Yeah, but also wine bottles. Yes. Right. Other people proteins, they'd be bumping into you all over the place. And in fact, you don't walk anywhere. If you go anywhere in a cell, it's because somebody pushed you. Right. And you got bumped in some direction. Okay. So like when we talk about some protein or something, some antibody or something latching onto another thing in the context of a cell, I guess an antibody wouldn't be inside a cell. But whenever like a protein's latched onto something else in a cell, it's like, how does it actually get it from point A to point B? Yeah, it got randomly bumped over to that other thing. Okay. Or they got randomly bumped toward each other. Wow, how does anything happen? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question, actually. Right. So, 
where you're going is kind of determined by random chance. The term is called a random walk. Okay. Because you just kind of jitter on over. Right. Um, I've taken those, though. <laughs> yeah, well, they can be nice and relaxing, right. but it can make it so it takes a long time for you to get to a particular destination if right. you were trying to end up somewhere. Okay. Now, you, you're protein-sized. You walking across a room, like let's say uh, your bedroom or something like that. Yeah. You walking across a room at human-sized takes a few seconds. Right. Right. A protein moving a comparable distance to its own size happens in, like, a microsecond. Okay. So they get pushed and move much faster. Okay. So each one of their jitters is, like, kind of a really big push. It'd be like you getting shoved across rooms with every push. Okay, cool. Now, still... Jittering yourself randomly across like a bacteria, right? The shopping mall would take you maybe 10 milliseconds. That's pretty fast. Right. Right. Like if you imagine yourself standing in a shopping mall and then you had to get from one end to the other just by being shoved by people. Right. And they're not all shoving you in one direction, right? You might get shoved backwards and forwards and to the side. Right. Still ending up on the other side in 10 milliseconds. First of all, it tells you that the shoving is happening very quickly. Right. And you're getting pushed kind of far. Right. right. Now, if we were to scale up even further again, so now we're talking about the human cell again, that's the county size. Right. Right. To get from one size to another, that can take you 10 seconds. Right. And then let's say we scale it up even further to a neuron sized. And so I, we didn't even come up with a comparison for how big a neuron is compared right. to like a regular cell. It's like Florida or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, It's because it's super long, right? right? So how the tits do I get from point A to point B in a neuron? Right. To go all the way down the axon of a neuron would take a protein 20 days by random diffusion. Okay. That is too long. Yeah, that won't do. It just doesn't make any sense. There's almost nothing that needs to happen on a biology scale that can take 20 days and still be okay. Right. right? Signals... Need to happen way faster than that. Mm -hmm. And we know that they do. We react to things much faster than 10 seconds. Right. Right? I know where you're going with this. Okay. Uh, proteins become quantum entangled with each other. <laughs> and so something happens in one protein, and then it's entangled somewhere else in your true love's heart. And they immediately <laughs> feel that. I saw Interstellar. <laughs> no, I know that's how it works. Wow, that was beautiful, Nathan. That was beautiful. No, so no, no quantum effects are really necessary here. There is basically a few different ways that cells get around this issue. Okay. okay? So one of them... So this random walk that we're talking about is a 3D problem. Okay. In that you're floating in a cell. As you're getting pushed around, you could go up or down or left or right or front or back, right? Yeah. Like there's so many different ways you could go. Okay. But one thing that you can do is be tethered to something. Like let's say you're holding on to a wall. And so now when you get pushed around, you can slide on that wall. All right. But you can't drift away from the wall. Right. So there's fewer degrees of freedom. You can't go in any direction. Right. You can only go in certain directions. Okay, that's cool. And that actually makes it so that you can kind of move around in different directions a little bit more productively, a little bit faster. Okay. So that would be like proteins that are stuck to the cell membrane All right. or something. All right. They can only kind of go through the cell membrane area. Okay. What Not about fuckers in the cytoplasm, though? Yeah, so to solve some of those problems... Oh, hold on, hold on. Before I do the cytoplasm, I just want to say, yeah. you can also be restricted to one dimension. Okay, cool. Proteins that are on DNA 
really only slide on the DNA either front or back. Right. And so in that case, they can search much faster than if they were randomly tumbling through the cytoplasm. Sexy. Which does take a long time. Okay, so then, how do we get around the tumbling through the cytoplasm issue? First of all, one option is to make proteins near the place where they need to be used. Okay, so it's like people who uh, grew up in that one village in uh, England or whatever and then never really went anywhere else. It's why they have so many accents, right? Right. It's kind of that situation. Even though we think of a cell as being this really big county... It might be a situation where you never have a job on the other side of the cell. Sure. All of your jobs are just in your local area. Right. We have rent-controlled prices. So, like, you don't have two-hour commutes in the cell. Yeah. Right. Sure. Okay. Sure. Very liberal, these cells. Right? Very, very Vancouver-esque. A little neoliberal. Yeah. Cells it's at a point where it's all walking distance only right, right, all right. of your amenities. It's kind of like Mitch McCall's nightmare is the biology of a human cell. <laughs> So that's one option. That's why he doesn't have human cells. Another option is to make highways and trafficking systems kind of like shuttle buses that specifically move proteins from one spot to another. Dude, you're like reading Pete Buttigieg's mind, dude. (laughs) Okay, he's all about shuttle buses. Yeah, well, I mean, so a lot of proteins, when they're made, have little signal peptides attached to them that say, this one needs to end up in the Golgi. Right. Or this one needs to end up on the cell surface. Yeah. And instead of being expected to randomly jitter their way to those places, right. they get packaged into stuff that's actually moving along the cytoskeleton specifically from point A to point B. Who does the packaging? So that happens by other proteins, typically in the endoplasmic reticulum. Okay. The endoplasmic cool. reticulum is kind of a place where a lot of proteins that need to end up somewhere special go there to get trafficked to wherever they need to go. Interesting. How does the endoplasmic reticulum get those proteins in the first place to go to the other place? Yeah, that's a... (laughs) These are great cell biology questions. I I love it. Do they Um, have answers? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It sounds like the whole metaphysical layer is what's missing out of this, right? Like, what does the magisterium say about this whole situation? No, we we don't even have to go there. Uh, There there are answers. Oh, cool. The the signal peptide that's on that protein, as it gets pieced together by a ribosome... That ribosome will end up kind of being drawn toward the endoplasmic reticulum and build the protein into the endoplasmic reticulum. Okay, crazy. Yeah, so do you remember there's stuff called the rough ER and the smooth ER? Yeah, dude, bitch. That was like my high school. I used to just like watch smooth and rough ER all day. (laughs) Rough ER is called rough ER because the texture that it looks like. It's like a before and after George Clooney sort of thing, right? (laughs) Wait, what? Does George Clooney look rough now? No, wasn't he in ER? Oh, fuck. smooth guy. (laughs) Wow, Jesus. Anyway, the rough part has to do with little ribosomes stuck on the surface of the ER. Right. Because they're taking mRNA that codes for proteins that need to be in the ER right. and building them right on the spot. Okay, cool. And they basically shove the protein into the ER as right. they make it. Okay, and then there's those little shuttle buses. And you're just like, pap! You know, pack your things. You're going to Hollywood, kid. Yeah, yeah. So then the ER will bud off little kind of shuttle bus vesicles that will go to the Golgi or will go to other okay. spots. Okay, cool. Crazy. Yeah, dude. And all that happens fast enough for all this to work. I mean, this is like, you're talking milliseconds here, right? Well, so some elements of this take longer. But the point, I guess, is to get the proteins to where they need to be. And then they more or less stay there. Right. Right. So, like, it might take minutes to get the protein to the Golgi. But once it's in the Golgi, 
to do its job will only take milliseconds to microseconds. Okay. Because it's a much smaller space. So even if they're randomly bumping around, they're probably going to bump into what they need to bump into. Okay. Do you cool. see what I mean? Right. So like one of the whole point of having all of these compartments in our cells is to make it so it's a smaller and smaller area. Right. So easier that, to regulate. Right. To control. Yeah. So those are some of the main ways that you can do things to basically make it so that proteins don't need to go far to do their job. Okay. That, that's cool. the end goal. Right. Is you don't want them to have to move very far. We want our bicycling downtown. Yeah. Yeah, we want... Yep. And that's, that's <laughs> one of the reasons why, as eukaryotic cells, that you know, they're so big, the only reason that they can do that is because they have all of these smaller compartments. Right. Because once you get bigger than a shopping mall, jittering around takes too long. Right. So, you know, I hope that this episode was kind of fruitful in the idea of, like, how big are the things that we're talking about. Right. And, you know... Like, all of the things that are in cells, like, maybe they're not shaped exactly like a human person is shaped. Right. But they do have a shape. Like, proteins are shaped like things. And they get pushed around and jumbled around and they bump into each other and then they do their work right. that way. Mm. And it's all physical. It's all physical, baby. Protein, colon, doing the work. Yeah, beautiful. Respect that. Nice. Well, That's guys, nice. I hope if you have any more cell biology questions, you make sure to email Sean them. At PetriDish.com slash PetriDish. No! <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even close. It's PetriDishPod at gmail.com. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, and then you can also tweet at us at DishPodcast on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, sign up for our Patreon at Patreon.com slash PetriDish. Mm-hmm. We should say thank you to Stacy Song, our sound lord and engineer. Thank you, Brian and Griffin, for art. And thank you, listeners, for listening with your earballs. Woo! 2021. Oh, yeah, sure. Woo! All right, everyone. We'll see you next time.